0: That Kellerman, man, I'm still looking at that damn picture. He is really a dreamboat, man. He wears that 5 o'clock shadow as well as anyone as I've ever seen. I'm jealous. I'll go with that.
1: I mean, I'll go with it. I mean, I, listen, he's in the middle. He's got those piercing blue eyes. Yeah. I'll go with it. But I do think you should get Morales' Venmo. I mean, when he's talking about how you know you were well, pre-pandemic, I, Chris, you were Chris puffy, and I you, saw you know? each other
0: the other night. We went to have a drink, and uh-huh. I think he was just mesmerized by how I look post-pandemic, or, yeah. or or since the pandemic started.
2: Be honest, you talked to Chris and said, "Hey, put this in the open."
0: No, no, yeah, I yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I actually had dinner okay. with him the other night.
3: Wait a second, mm, what, you what, sure, wait it was a Sinatros production wait a second, for saying,
0: sure. Hey, listen, I mean, you can ask him. I don't need to say anything. I didn't. I haven't actually spoken to him all day today on the phone.
1: I feel like somebody's yelling something in the background. Is there something that somebody wants to yell on the air or or you just want to yell in the background?
2: (laughs) I mistaked my words and I said a Sedano seduction instead of Sedano production.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Hey, now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, put it out there for you.
0: Clearly that's what Chris was referring to as well, so you couldn't contain yourself either.
2: No, I mean, <laughs> I, it's just, you. this is what you do to people, Sedano, it I don't know. It
0: backfired on you, Greg, it backfired on you,
1: that's yeah,
2: funny.
0: It's just the story of his life. Uh, I said. Sedano seduction.
2: <laughs> I tried to say production, and it came out, seduction. Is yeah. because
0: your so, um, unconscious was like, this is what I really want to say. Right, perhaps, and I think that what, could be yeah. it. You know. Subconsciously uh, yeah. you're saying that Greg wants yeah. to seduce Sedano. Absolutely not.
1: Too far. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh. Again. Again with you. Again where's that understand. sounder for him? Where's that uh, sounder of the ship really? at sea? Like where where is that? Where that, is that? Really? Yeah. No, that wasn't it. it, it that's it. There you right. Go. There you go. Yeah. I mean oh, just yeah. to yeah, it's
1: a little extra. Just want to make sure I was clear. That's all. It, just extra. Just like you clarity know. and details, that's all. hmm You know, you know my yeah. deal.
0: I, I do know your deal. I don't think there's any doubt that we know your deal. There's there's no question about
2: They're that. They're sounders. Yeah, we
0: have plenty of evidence that we know your deal. You know, I, I think that when it comes to your deal, that's it. But yes, I actually did have, a, a, you know, a meal with Christopher. Now, he's on a diet, so he doesn't eat, like, carbohydrates at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was crushing sushi wrapped in rice. Um, and he was eating, he was like a five-year-old or a six-year-old when you take them to the Japanese restaurant and they have, like, mm-hmm. chicken teriyaki. Mm-hmm. That was it. Right.
1: Yeah, cuz they and, don't, you know, they
0: you, you don't give a 5-year-old, I mean, at least I don't. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know, but Is it bad um, to give you, a 5-year-old? You don't give them raw fish, you know. So there's that. Um, but Could've yeah, given- he had he had chicken teriyaki and he had cucumbers <laughs> for as an appetizer. <laughs> now, the real thing is
2: was it bacon wrapped? chicken teriyaki no
0: there was no bacon um, okay so he's at off the japanese, japanese I, restaurant because i don't believe they do bacon at a japanese restaurant i could be wrong at su- i've
2: but had bacon at, su- at sushi places really, really? yeah like you i mean maybe it wasn't a good sushi place but i have had, like, never bacon had wrapped wrapped bacon scallops. at a sushi place
0: not only have i never, never had
1: bacon at a sushi place i've never seen bacon ever offered on anything at any sushi place ever. yeah
2: yeah uh, yeah the one down down the street for me has uh has bacon what do
1: they got? They got bacon wrapped something. Or yeah,
2: scallops. I told you scallops.
1: Oh, just scallops. like they do
2: on like a BSCR. Oh,
0: but that's not like sushi though. No, you know yeah, yeah I mean? but they, like, they
2: have it on. No, the it's like a, it's menu. like a it's like a thing on the menu. Right, like a, right. I'm not saying yeah. it's for most of. This.
0: No, this is like a real sushi place where they serve like actual sushi, not like like. Well, no, there's like, other sushi like there. funky concoctions. You know,
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, to be honest, they do have you know uh, flaming hot Cheetos on some of their sushi yeah. as well. So
0: yeah, that's not. See, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do, do that either. But I can't there. do no fl- Flaming Hot Cheetos. Laura, you love Flaming Hot I Cheetos. I know, but I you, would I would Not, not on sushi. Though. No, you yeah. know what I have had? The Flaming Hot Cheetos, um, I went to
1: like a fair thing and they had burritos mm-hmm. and they threw them in there and it was actually really good. Well, it's great to have something crunchy in a burrito or on a sandwich. You ever put potato chips on a sandwich because you just like the crunch or Doritos or something? Anybody?
0: When I was five.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, but still, sometimes, like, maybe that's why they have those uh, Cheetos and they crush them up and they put them on top of the sushi. I've never seen it, but you know, they have those little crunchy things. I don't know what those exactly are, but I like them when I get them on some kind of a. Yeah, roll of I mean, sort. listen,
0: I, I, uh, I, you know, where I in the part of the world I grew up in, right, um, which is the same place you grew up in, Kaplan. They like you can go to like a Cuban restaurant. And, you know, not in like, not in like a medianoche or in like a Cuban sandwich, but in mm-hmm. like a steak sandwich, they'll throw like those potato sticks in there. You know what those are? Potato sticks? The ones you can buy them at like... the grocery store. They're just little sticks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got those. They're yeah, like those... chips, but they're yeah. sticks. Yeah,
1: yeah those yeah. are good. I like the crunch. Let me ask you guys a question, though, real quick about sushi. How old were you? What, when, what do you remember about when you started eating sushi? Because I'm going to preface it by saying this. I know that where I grew up and how I grew up there was never any sushi anywhere. It's not like my oh, parents Oh no no, would say, I yeah,
0: I didn't adopt sushi till very late in life. Right. In theory, you know what I'm right. saying like, like comparatively were, speaking. Like in, Probably in, not till the, the last 15 years or so.
1: Right. Nobody in the early 80s was going, "Hey, we're going out for a family dinner. We're going for sushi." In fact, I can't even remember No. until maybe like, you know, I mean maybe the the 2000s, maybe the late 90s where it's like, oh, sushi, okay, yeah, great, let's no, go for sushi.
0: I, I would say that as a child growing up, um, a child of the 80s and 90s, there was, if it was a family thing, like my parents wanted Asian food, we'd go to like a Chinese restaurant, or maybe or maybe like a hibachi place, right? Like something like that, but not not like a sushi place, no,
1: no. No, we were, we definitely, if, if it was anything Asian related, it was 100% Chinese food, and the closest thing we got to sushi would have been like shrimp and lobster sauce. You know what I'm saying? There, there were just there was no sushi that I can recall as a kid. I don't remember yeah, sushi restaurants, yeah, and yeah. I, my parents we never would have ever. Well, no, been no. Able to I, I mean, that.
0: there there were restaurants. It just wasn't in my parents' palate, is what I would say. So when you're a child, like it's not like you can you know venture out on your own i mean i could have i guess once i could drive but um prior to that you I mean you're kind of stuck with what they want to feed you you know what yeah. i mean so yeah. uh my parents palate did not you know did not have sushi in it um it was more yeah i mean you know or a japanese like hibachi place or which is like a steak restaurant basically or um, or Chinese food. Yeah. Yeah. I went uh, to, but it uh, wasn't until I was an adult that I had sushi. Yes. I, I went to, and I've coli- never turned back cause it's delicious. Right. I, I last, and night- I've never had flaming Cheetos on it or uh, bacon wrapped with Greg has, you know.
1: nor have I. Yeah. So last night I went, my, my parents are visiting from, from Florida right now. They, they live in Boca del Vista phase four and they're visiting from Florida. And I took my entire family. So my four kids and my two, my parents and my girlfriend, we went to a Korean barbecue place. Anybody ever do Korean barbecue? Oh
0: yes. Love it. Delicious. Okay. There's a great place. As a matter of fact, um, there's a great place. I don't, I know I've had the one in Vegas. Um, I, I would imagine the original restaurant is here in LA somewhere, but I haven't been there. Um, is best friends Mm -hmm. um they have it at the park mgm in vegas but i I believe the original uh, is in la or or at least the chef maybe originally had a restaurant in la
1: yeah my father was miserable last night he's like what 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 is this he's like we got to cook our own food i'm like yeah dad it's fun you know like the kids really like it you order a bunch of stuff off the menu they bring it out it's raw you cook it on the thing and then you sit here and you just eat it my father was like so utterly annoyed by the entire thing and now I'm trying to, like, start a conversation because I'm trying to loosen up the table. My father's just so annoyed. Then the bill comes. You know, it's kind of expensive. And, and I was like, give it to me because I know he's annoyed. He's not having a good time. He's not enjoying cooking his own food. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, you know, of course, I got stuck with a really nice big- Well, I have not been night.
0: to a Korean barbecue place where I've had to cook my own food, though, either. Well, right?
1: that's what it was. It's like oh. this place. Like, you order all this food off the menu, and then they bring it out, and then you cook it right there. And, and they don't have the hibachi chef. You do it yourself. And my kids all think that it's bomb, and I thought it was kind of fun, and my father was just miserable. Yeah, so. but
0: you're, what, think about this when you get old, right? Like, the older you get, the more ornery you get, the less adventurous you become. You know, like that... People, as you get older, and, and, and you know, hell, I, you can even apply it to life now, and I'm not even... Like, I wouldn't consider myself old. Um, you just become less risk-averse <laughs> as you get older. Um, you know, like, so I think that trying new things while... You know there are probably a few outliers, right? Uh, when as people get older, of people that just like to try new things even as they get old. Um, I think that people, specifically of a certain generation, they eat what they eat, right? Or they do what they do in the sense of like what their social activities. Like Laura, you your parents are how old? Um, late fifties. Okay. Oh, whoa. Uh, my my whoa. guess is. My head. Whoa, <laughs> hold on a to, second.
3: Captain was like, a "Wait second. a second. what? Yo, yo. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, it's young, but young my people. guess is your parents are in some ways are stuck in their ways about oh. certain things, are they not? Yes, I tried to, to take my parents to like Thai food or sushi and my mom's like, so. No, I'm good." Like they won't try right foods. And I'm like, yeah, more or less are... less risk averse. That's yeah. the reality mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Bergman, I, how old are your parents? They're gonna be seventy next year.
0: Oh right, so I would imagine they are even less risk averse. Like, oh, do yeah, they no. like to try things, like new things, or
2: no, no, no? There's no trying of anything. They know. Yeah. They like so there you go. Like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: So now, Kaplan, way, what do you think? Of course, your parents well, are gonna want to so you know, try something my, adventurous. My
1: parents, George, are like really, really young. Like my dad is, I think, 73, and my mom is 72. Right. So they had so
0: you when they were in their 20s. Oh, yeah, 20s,
1: they, my yeah. mother was 20, my father right. was, like, 22. They were My right. dad was getting out of the Air Force at the time, right. you know? Right. And so they were super young. And and the thing is, is that the Korean barbecue place, they're bringing food, right? And nobody can identify what the meat is. You know, so, like, one is some kind of a pork dish, and one is some kind of a short rib dish. and, and it, But it's all raw meat. And my mother and father are looking at this and they're going, so what, what, what is this over here? This is my mother's like, what, what is this? What is this over here? What am I eating right over here? And I'm like, I don't know, Ma. All right. We ordered it. It, it. I don't know what it is. The woman who's who's waiting on us, she doesn't really speak very good English. Plus, she's wearing a mask. I can't understand. It's loud as hell. I can't hear anything. I don't know, Ma. I just ordered a bunch of stuff, put it on the grill and let's have fun and eat it. And oh my goodness, it was like such a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah, but again, I point back to what did you expect from your 70-year-old parents to try something they've never tried before?
1: I expected them, this is a great question, I expected them to think to themselves, we live in Florida, okay? We're very rarely here in California. It's very rare to have my son and all four of his children together. So no matter where we go, let's all have a great time and enjoy it. But instead... Like it turned into a freaking disaster in a total. Well, I mean, right look, now.
0: that that that's just life. But you, do, let me ask you this: Do Dad. you? but did you go into this actually thinking that that would be a good thing? I like, that they, would, that they would be like, yes, let's try this new adventure. I'm 70 years old. I've never been to a place like this. And you thought that was a good idea? Like, they're your parents. Don't you I, know, you're, know your their your parents' I sensibilities? I know. I, I so, that, of course, you're going to be miserable because you love the place. Your kids love the place. Um, but that's not their thing, to your point. They're old when people are old they have a set of habits they generally don't go outside those habits i bet you i could open up the phones right now and people can make the same claims about their parents you know pretty much across the board i would yeah. be stunned if we had more than five people that would call in that would say that yeah my parents are super adventurous they'd love to go and try new things and you know go in these new adventures most older people they don't dig that stuff. They're like, "Yo, just give me what I like." And that's it.
1: Yeah. I know I was trying for something different, something adventurous, something that the kids liked. I thought something that everybody would get into, and it turned into a nightmare. And then in the end, like I said, uh the bill came. I I looked at the bill. I knew it was going to be expensive. I paid for the bill, and then everybody walked outside the restaurant. I'm like, "Okay, we're taking a family picture." And I don't know how it is for you guys, but let me tell you something. Trying to get everybody to take a family picture is like pulling freaking teeth. And then once you finally get everybody lined up and you're like, okay, now come on, everybody, smile. Act like we're all having a really great time. So I got one good picture. And I told my father this morning, I'm like, you know what, man? I don't care how much it costs. I don't care how miserable you were. I got the one good
0: picture. And for that, it was worth it all. Okay, well, there you go. Mission accomplished. All right. right. Coming up next, time for you to have mission accomplished. I do want to get into the Dodgers a little bit because I'm starting to worry about – I've been telling you I've been worried about Kenley. And now you guys are all pointing to ERA and this and that. And and look, man, I just have not been feeling him this year despite his ERA just because I see the pitches, um, the actual pitch-by-pitch situation here with him. So let's dive into that in a moment. But it is time for Bash for Cash as well. Listen during this commercial break for the Q to Call. If you are the correct caller – you will automatically win a virtual meet-and-greet with Mookie Betts of your Los Angeles Dodgers, powered by our friends at Body Armor. And then, of course, you get to play Bash for Cash, which today's grand prize will be either $300 or $600 based on who you select uh, to hit a home run. And, of course, if you get the correct inning. So all that's coming up in just a few moments. Stick around. Make sure you listen during the commercial break for the q to Call – Thank you, Christopher. We have caller number four on the line. We have Monica Wenzel from Mar Vista. Monica, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. Uh, You are today's Bash for Cash contestant. I know. I'm so excited. Thank you. Awesome. And just for being that contestant, uh, you've won already, before we even start, a virtual meet and greet with Mookie Betts. Are you excited about that?
2: I definitely am, absolutely.
0: All right, that's cool. Now, Curtis, that is courtesy of our friends at Body Armor. More than a sports drink, stock up on Body Armor's sports drink at your local Albertsons. So, Cap, explain to this young lady how this all works.
1: Monica, we're going to win some money today, right, girl? Oh, absolutely. I can't wait. All right, here's what you're going to do. You either pick a Dodger or an Angel player to hit a home run, and you tell us what inning. If you get the right player, you're going to win $300. If you get the right player and the right inning, you're going to win $600. But for everybody else listening, if we don't get a winner today, if Monica doesn't get it right, tomorrow we're going up to 400 and 800
0: So, Monica, give us your prediction. Which player from either the Angels or Dodgers will hit home run, and what inning will they hit it in?
2: Okay, 90% of the time I pick a Dodger, but tonight I'm going Otani in the third. Otani in the third. I
0: like it. Yes. Most people have gone Otani in the first, but I do like you kind of zigging while everybody is zagging, Monica. So absolutely got to. Best of luck to you. Thank you again. We're going to put you on hold, okay? So thank you again. Okay. Good luck. There she is, Monica in Mar-Vista. I like it
1: very much. Everybody's been going Dodgers because the Angels, we haven't been giving them the option because of the times that they've been playing. But I like what she did there. So now listen, everybody else, tomorrow, four fifteen in the afternoon, we'll have another bash for cash contestant. Special thanks to Owning, bringing safety and simplicity to refinancing your home. Visit Owning.com today for more information.
0: Speaking of baseball and bash, the Giants had a little bit of a bash last night late in that game. Not great. Not great. Um, I thought Odias played fine, and uh, late in the game, things got a little disastrous. Uh, Kenley blew his fourth save of the season, and second in a row. And Bergman, I'm just going to start with you because I know this pains you more than anyone Absolutely, uh, does. watching that game yesterday. So I'm watching the game. I'm seeing it unfold. And look, you, you know how I feel about Kenley. I like him a lot, but I feel like we've been flirting with disaster here with him this season while the numbers look good if you are actually watching the individual games and moments he's pitching it's a lot of walks it's uh, you know men on base and it's just flirting with disaster consistently and yesterday it came back to bite them a little bit now I do think the umpire screwed them that that is my personal opinion on that uh, when Gonzalez was was in but nonetheless Kenley put them in that position um are you afraid now of this situation? And do the Dodgers need to consider adding someone who could close games for them?
2: Okay, so there's a bunch of things going on here. So Corey Knebel is a guy that was supposed was the big pickup for the Dodgers in the offseason. And he is going to be on a rehab assignment starting over the weekend, maybe Monday, and he should be back within twenty to thirty days. Now it's still twenty to thirty days. So but here's the thing about Kenley Jansen he is not going to be the guy they go to in the postseason. If you need, if you are in a spot, you're
0: saying that right now, flatly. You right don't now. believe yes, that's going to be true I the do case.
2: not think that when it matters the most okay. in the okay. postseason, okay. Kenley will not be that guy. They'll find somebody else because exactly what happened last night and the start before. You can't trust him later on in the season. He's been great, leading all the way up here. He's been great. Well,
0: but- I don't know about great.
2: I mean, he the results like 20, have been great. Yeah, yeah, he has been good enough where his ERA is low. He was hitting 95 on his fastball, on his cutter, and then he's now he's down to about 91, 92. So, right, but, but we, his
0: strikeouts-to-walk ratio is the lowest it's ever been by a wide margin. It's not even close. Um, and he is walking more guys than he ever has in his entire career, even more so than his first season pitching in the majors.
2: Right, and now he's going to be a guy that they're going to go to him. You're going to see him close out games again throughout the rest of the season. But when it matters, when it actually is down to playoff game or trying to get into the playoffs in September, whatever happens to be, they're going to go somewhere else. Uh, we'll Kaplan, see. do you buy we'll that? See.
1: No, I don't buy it yet, and here's why. Because there's one thing about this whole story, though, we got to keep our eye on, and, and it's Dave Roberts. You know, Dave Roberts is old school which is why last night when the game was over and when, when Dave went out to get the ball and send Kenley back to the dugout, you know what happened. 52,000 people in Dodger Stadium booed. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, they booed Dave coming in. They booed, Ken, booed Kenley going out. They booed. And when the game was over and he had to go sit at the podium, they asked him, yo, what do you think about the booing? And Dave Roberts was like, I don't like it because yeah. kenley's a lifelong dodger he loves the team he loves the franchise he loves the city the fans the community blah 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 okay and i just think that dave roberts being an old school baseball man mm-hmm. is going to keep going back to him until kenley proves to him that he just absolutely can't do it yes it's four blown saves two in a row one at home 21 saves so far in the season And don't we just remember that about a week or two ago, everybody was complaining that Ken Lee should have been the all-star closer. I I mean, listen, you got to have a short memory. I know it's cliche when it comes to being a closer. It's the same thing that happened the night before to San Francisco. Their closer gave up a game winning walk off home run. It's like, dude, I got to go in and forget about it. And that's what Ken Lee said after the game. got to forget about it. It's over now. And so, I think Dave Roberts will keep going back to him until Jansen proves that he cannot Cap. get it
2: done. Cap, he proved it last year in the playoffs that in when it mattered, he did not go well, to well, Jansen.
0: I he mean, didn't. Greg, no, no, Greg, here's, uh, let me, let me push back on that a
2: little bit. You yes, he
0: did, he did do it a couple of times, but. It's not like Kenley did not pitch in that postseason in the ninth inning and save opportunities. He pitched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in that postseason with a save opportunity on the line. So and he had one. What, in What was instance. the run
2: differential in that game? Like, if it was, was it? Were they up by three in in the bottom of the ninth? Okay. Like it, it changes. I, 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 if it's will, one. I, I, it's a different I will, game.
0: I will tell you right now. Sure. So he came in in one of the games. It was a two-run, a one-one, a one-run situation. Uh, That he held
2: World Series.
0: Greg, I'm going down the list. I'm in the NLDS now in the World Series. He had two outings, one which he blew, which was game four. Um, And then in game. Right. He did not put him in a high leverage situation in game three, but he did put him out there in game four and he blew it.
2: Right. So let's not say
0: that he didn't do it completely because he did.
2: You give them the confidence in that when you were up. What were they up at that point? They were up three one or two. They were up two one something. Whatever the whatever the series was, it was okay. Not okay, but you were more okay with that situation. Right, but
0: but let, you made it seem like it was a blanket statement that that he was yanked. Like he was not. He they was given to opportunities pick, to
2: close games. They are going to pick and choose those moments. They okay. went to Julio Urias in those situations but, because but that, that, that was the right but, thing to but, do but, at the time.
0: But that's how that's flirting with disaster to me when you are picking and choosing moments to put him in there. Because, you know, if he's not going to be – like, if you're not giving him any semblance of consistency, you're not giving him any semblance of confidence in my estimation.
2: We've seen it enough times, and he and Dave Roberts has seen it enough times that he is not going to him when it really, really matters. I but honestly, but I just gave it. you four
0: instances you, yeah, of when it really, really, really matters,
2: and we went over it. And they still when they won the World Series because it was in Game Four and not Game Three. He's he's choosing moments that he is more okay with to be like, all right, I got confidence in you, go out there. But when it's the super high leverage situations, they're not going to go to him. And if they go out and get another relief pitcher, which they absolutely should, then they'll go to him. And if Corey Knebel comes back and looks like the guy. At the beginning of the year, they'll go. They'll go with him if Blake Trinan fits. It fits the spot later on this year. Then they're going to go with him. They are not going to be. This is not the old school Dave Roberts that he used to be. He is going to ch- pick and choose his battles, and when it matters, he's right. not going okay. to go well, to Kenley. But,
0: well, okay, well, it mattered um, in Game Four of the World Series. He threw him out there, and they lost, and he blew the save. Is what I'm saying. He gave up two runs. So, like, what I'm telling you is, yes, he's not
2: yes, going to do that again in the World Series. Okay, I'm mean, just okay, that's but just what but it is. oh no no. But, but that's
0: not what you on. said. I know, that's but- not what you said. You said a few minutes ago, correct me if I'm wrong, okay? And Cap, you listened to it. Laura, you listened to it. You said they are not going to put him out there. Blanket. Not going to put him out there in those situations. And they didn't do it last year. And that's not true. They're, they did put him in those situations last year. And he got, push- he got pushed out of those
2: situations because of the struggles. If you watched all of the postseason. I yes, did. It, yes, I know, I know you did. So you saw that most of the time. They did not go to him, and there was a lot of discussion. Like, oh, should they go to Kenley? No, no, don't go to Kenley here. This is a guy that was not, when it matters... Even though there's Game 4 did matter, that was a more acceptable situation because of what the what the series was and what was going on. It's like, all right, if we lose this one, we still got, like, Walker Bueller tomorrow, whatever it happened to be. I don't remember the exact rotation. I mean,
0: he put him in—I mean, listen, there, there were some high-leverage situations he put him in there last year. Like, Game 6 of the NLCS is a high-leverage situation, up 3-1 to one in that spot, and he held— he saved that game, right? He put it and then he put him in a non-leverage situation in game three.
2: He is uh, an arm. And it also depends. Like there's a difference in high-leverage situations too. Sometimes the high-leverage situation is the seventh inning, and you have, you know, you have the top of the lineup. So one of those games, I don't remember who they were seeing, but maybe in game four, it was seven, eight, nine that he was facing, and you had a two-run lead. So you're thinking, okay, let's get you out in seven, eight, nine, instead of seeing the top of the lineup. It very I don't remember the exact situations anymore, but those if I remember correctly, it was the bottom of the lineup. And I that's, and that's a though. totally different high leverage situation than seeing somebody. At I the mean,
0: top. he had a one run lead going into the ninth, and he brought him out there, dude. Like that's a high leverage situation. I don't care what part of the lineup you're seeing.
2: Well, you should care with that's what they that's what they're looking at. That's what it's looking at. All right, this is a spot where So Kenley you're telling me the, maybe you're, it you're was telling all me lefties. that like, no
0: matter what that a one run lead is not a high leverage situation It is in the, a in the one run series.
2: a one run lead is a high leverage situation, but you also if you're seeing different guys like I I'm, I'm thinking of I'm trying to think of some of the names of the guys, but that that Rays team last year was not some like high powered offense outside of a Rose Arena. So they were going after some of the different guys down at the bottom of the lineup makes more sense. And it fits to I'm what starting is, to hear to some nervousness, right. Bergman. I'm, uh, I'm starting to say it, there's nervousness. there's zero well, nervousness. Well, I but, believe but that they've seen enough season.
1: You've been saying all
2: season can't say I have.
1: Well you and, and other Dodger fans, it's early, it's early. Don't worry. Early. They're all gonna oh, well but it's but now we're past the all star break. Okay? And you're playing against the first place team and you're at home. And two nights ago, all I'm hearing about is they have the kind of team that can come back at any time, and even if Mookie's out or Muncy got hit or, or Turner's out because he got hit, anything happens, they've got the team. They scored two runs last night. That's it, two runs. So, I mean, that's baseball. Well, I understand it's baseball. You know what else is baseball? Blowing saves. It happens.
2: Yeah, it does, but we've seen enough from Kenley Jansen, and we've seen what's going on By with the way, Kenley Jansen to
0: came in against, and pitched against Susugo, Kermeyer, uh, Wendell and Reyna. That was not the bottom of the lineup. That Arozarena, is the lead of the order.
2: Yes, no, it wasn't. Rosarina was at the top of the uh, lineup. Kevin Kiermeyer is not. In- he was. Kevin- he was absolutely at the bottom of the lineup. Okay. Kevin Kiermeyer is one of their best hitters. He, he was. He was not at the. He was not at the top of the lineup. Reyna led off or was the number two hitter almost every single night.
0: Uh, the number one hitter in that uh, actually, Rosarina batted third in that uh, particular game. I'm looking at it right here. All right. I'm looking at the box. Okay,
2: score. I know. I'm saying, okay, you're looking at the box where I'm not going to argue yeah. with you. Yeah. Well, you are. No, I said okay when he said where it was. Oh, no, no, it's still <laughs> an argument. I agree. So, he did He did
0: face, you know, a, a pretty good part of the lineup is what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't as low leverage as you think. He should That's not my have point.
2: seen a Rosarena. So, uh, no way. Okay. So, okay.
0: Long story short is, can we agree on one thing? They need to add a, an arm in the bullpen? Absolutely. Yes? Of course. Okay.
2: You always add bullpen. Okay. Fair enough, then. That's all that's, when that's they all feel that
1: they've got something better, when they feel like they've got something more trustworthy. And if this pattern continues, Bergman, you say that you have seen it over and over again. That's when they'll make a move. But until they feel like they've got somebody better for that role, they're going to keep going back to him.
0: Uh, right. And we'll see if Knebel's that guy or, you know, if they kick the tires on someone here. All right. Coming up next, uh, we can open it up for you guys at 877 espn How worried you are about uh, Kenley. Um, also, we want to have more fun conversations about how weird and uh, your parents are as they get older. Like the things that they don't like to do, uh, and the things that they're so stuck in their ways about. Feel free to chime in on that at eight seven 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 ten ESPN. We have overrated, underrated coming up. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who
2: doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thank you very much, Chris. All right, birthdays to start off. Cap, let's go. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson or Danny Glover? Ooh. <laughs> you should know both of these, oh. by the way. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. You know, this is a good time to use a get-out-of-jail-free card, but I'm not going to do it. Okay. Key. Compared to Danny Glover. Overrated. Oh. I mean, it's a tough call, George. Tough call. you got to make that call. I like Danny Glover.
2: Chris texting like coming in three, two, one.
1: Yeah, I go figure ahead. I'll what, hear from what, everybody.
0: What, what is uh, what makes Danny Glover so underrated, though? I'm curious.
1: I would say the uh, what was the name of the movie with him and Joe Pesci and Mel Gibson? Um, Lethal Weapon. Love those movies. Mm-hmm. Don't like Mel Gibson. Like those movies. Keyshawn, great player, great radio talk show host, great author. Just give me the damn ball. But I just think for the hell of it, just for the fun of it, I'll just take Danny Glover as underrated. How about that?
0: Okay. Uh, You stole my bit because I felt like it would have uh, been pretty easy for me to pull that off. So now I may have to go in a different direction. (laughs) Um, (sighs) Danny Glover, by the way, is not just a lethal weapon guy. I mean, he's been in a number of different movies over the years. Um, He has been... um, What was the movie he did? Oh, he was in the Predator movie, too. He was in The Color Purple, um, which was an excellent film. He was in... He's been in some goofy movies, too, like Angels in the Outfield. Um, But what was the name of the movie that he did with... God. um, What's with... Owen Wilson, Wes Anderson, Gene Hackman. um, Oh, The Royal Tenenbaums. That's the movie. Have you ever seen that? Probably not, because you don't don't watch movies. But that movie is one of the sickest funniest darkest comedies i've ever seen in my entire life and it is fantastic and he's now he's a bit player in that particular movie but he's great but despite that since i uh, since you called key overrated i'm gonna s- extend the olive branch and say key i got nothing but love for you on your birthday uh happy birthday to you and uh, the fact that, uh, you know, you've turned yourself into a nice little radio host is pretty, uh, pretty impressive. So I'm going to say underrated. How about that? Even after by, after winning a Super Bowl. Good uh, balance. So you go. Thank you. Good yeah, balance. Danny Glover did not win a Super Bowl. So there's that, too. That is true. Yeah.
2: That is very true. He did not. Yeah. All right. What's next? All right, Sedano. Twitter support put out a tweet last night that said, Twitter is currently testing a dislikes feature on the platform. Is a dislike button on Twitter overrated or underrated?
0: Uh. So like a thumbs down basically, like yes. you would on YouTube basically. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like why not? I I don't think that's a bad idea because here's the thing. Now, Twitter has um an option for bookmarking, which I use a ton. I don't think many people do. Um, I use it to think, uh, you know, to use as like, for example, when someone tweets out like an article I want to read later, I bookmark it, maybe something for the show, I bookmark it. I don't like things unless I actually like it now. Whereas before I used to have to like things because there was no such thing as a bookmark. I would like it because it would be the only way to be able to go back and read something later. Um, So yeah, I like the dislike function of it. I think that, yeah, the more ability for you to, express yourself, I think uh, I think it makes sense. Now, I think some people who are tweeting will get um, annoyed with that function, but I don't care because, you know, I just don't care anymore when I tweet anything. Like, I don't, I don't really... Ge- I generally don't tend to respond to very many people um, to begin with, um, you know, especially, like... I, I just kind of draw the line, like, here. Like, I, I will actually engage with you if you make, like, a really interesting point that I haven't thought of even if I don't agree with it, I will respond. Um, I just don't, I don't engage with people like want to mother bleep you and just like, you mother bleeping, bleepity, like that's like immediately like, bro, I'm not even paying attention to that. Like, it's just stupid. You don't want to, you don't want to have a conversation. You want to have a, you just want to yell at somebody. So I'm just too old for that uh, stuff. So, (laughs) um, so, but dislike, I could see people being upset about that though. Like, you know, But maybe it's just I've been used to people being upset about things like tweet for years. so It doesn't make a difference to me. But I I can see people getting personal with that for sure.
1: I would say that this is an underrated move. But here's the thing. It's a copycat move because many, many different platforms have a thumbs up and a thumbs down. And by installing a thumbs down, what the goal would be is to try and inspire people to be better with their commentary. When you only have one to say like, you don't have something to say don't like. And so when you have the thumbs up, it's like saying, okay, cool, good comment. When you have thumbs down and you start to get a bunch of thumbs down, what should theoretically happen is perhaps the conversation could get a little bit cleaner. But here's the thing about Twitter they're the leader, they're a monster. And they're such copycats. It's unbelievable. And I'm not saying they're copying me, but Reddit was way ahead of them when it came to this kind of stuff. So for me, I'll go underrated, and I hope it would clean up the conversation. because God, people are so freaking nasty on Twitter.
0: They are nasty. Instagram has become nasty, too.
1: Yeah, like the other day, a buddy of mine put out a, uh, a tweet. He's a comedian, and he was joking about his outfit uh, that he was wearing. And the, the first response is, zero f's given it's like really like you really feel like you have to comment on everything that somebody does and you just have to be nasty about everything so i like the thumbs down notion because the more thumbs down you get the more thoughtful you
0: might be sure no doubt all right what's next
2: All right, Cap, so Shohei Ohtani is making $6 million in endorsements, and it actually could have been more if he wasn't being as picky with his choices. So are market sizes for endorsing athletes overrated or underrated?
1: I would say market sizes are overrated. Most of us thought or had an old school way of thinking that was like this. If you're not playing in New York or you're not playing in L.A., if you're not in Miami or Chicago, if you're not in a major market, if you're stuck in Milwaukee or Cleveland or Anaheim, if you're stuck in the mid-level market or the smaller market, you will not be able to become a corporate spokesperson. And that is just not the case. If LeBron chose to stay in Cleveland and not come to the Lakers, guess what? They'd still have Space Jam 2. No problem. Okay, he'd still be doing Sprite commercials or whatever else. The market size, I believe, is now overrated. And by the way, Otani with his $6 million that could be blown up into a whole bunch more, further evidence of how antiquated the commentary was last week by Stephen A about needing an interpreter versus being the face of baseball. The guy is an international superstar and could turn this thing into much more than just $6 million. Market size, doesn't matter.
0: Uh Overrated. LeBron was in Cleveland and was the king of the world, bro. Like, that doesn't mean anything.
2: Next. All right, Sedano. There was a video this morning of KD and Bam Adebayo having a friendly discussion about a basketball. And who should be entitled to said basketball after a made shot. Well, KD eventually got the ball and then quote tweeted the video with, Dog seen me knock down the corner three and proceeds to work on his ball handling with the ball I green beaned with. Bro got to learn some respect. And then he added Bam Adebayo, obviously, as a joke. So green beaned. Do you know what green beaned means?
0: Green beaned. Green I do
2: beaned. So it is. Either. It is from NBA 2K, and that means that you perfected the release timing as, and it's an automatic shot from NBA 2K. So is green. Oh, because beaned, you
0: get the green strip right, right above right. you. Right. So yes. is
2: green beaned as a way to say that <laughs> overrated or underrated?
0: No, I actually think that is underrated because I think that. I mean, look, a lot of these guys play NBA 2K, and I played NBA 2K. I'd never heard of the phrase, but immediately when you said NBA 2K, it all clicked in my head, like, oh, yeah, I get it now. Of course. Uh, because you have the power meter or whatever when you're taking the shot and if you if it if it's green it's yeah it's going in no matter where you're shooting it from so yeah I got it I, I think that's underrated I think that that's smart it's all it's part of the basketball culture it's part of the video game culture it's part of his culture like in the sense of like young people like young people play video games
1: for me this will be overrated for everything you just said for the opposite those, of co- what right, I said right for, said, for yes. all those cultures that you just talked about <laughs> that I'm not a part of any of those cultures therefore I got to go with over Rated.
0: All right. Uh, so, Greg, I saw that Robert Wilkins came to your defense. Yes, he did. Uh, on Thank the you, conversation, and technically, n- n- we were both right. Uh, Rosa Reina was not in the one hole. I have the no, baseball. No, no. He was
2: in the two hole, he said.
0: No, you said he was the top of the order. You said 891.
2: I, I said he was either one or two in every game. Right. You said he was in the one hole. I, well, it was either one. Of, I didn't know where he, he was. You said fourth, but I did. No, say I did Kevin not Kierma- say fourth. I said, I said that those other guys were, were higher in the lineup, but either, I said way, Reina
0: was not at the top of the line. Either
2: way, the argument became about Kevin Kiermaier being at the bottom of the lineup and he was at the bottom of the lineup.
0: Right. But nonetheless, OK, le- fine. He, he was really- at the bottom. You're right there. But Arena was not at the top of the lineup. No. And secondly, do you think it was prudent to have Kevin Kiermeyer, one of their best players, face Kenley Jansen when you were saying that that is not a high leverage situation with well, a run run game?
2: Kevin Kiermeyer was one of their best players, but he also was injured and he was coming back from that and he wasn't the same guy that he was. He eventually, he did, he obviously got a hit, but he also mentions in that tweet that I, that I forgot everything was soft contact in that game. Everything and there was a whole wild thing that happened to get Rosarena home to score that to, to score. So again, there was a lot more that was going on than just that. The situation eight nine one. You expect to get through eight nine one and not face Rosarena.
0: I don't know, man. I, I again it feels like you're having the like the, a different discussion now because you're now you're trying it's, to tell me eight nine, nine one is the problem and before you were arguing high leverage situation. High leverage situation, no matter what, is going to be facing a guy with a one run lead. Anybody uh, with a one I run lead I talked
2: about what what the situation called for and we even talked about how he was facing the bottom of the lineup. He right. was facing eight okay. nine. So one. even
0: but Kevin Kiermeyer's not again. Context matters. Kevin don't, don't think of
2: the same Kevin Kiermaier that was diving all over the place and catching balls in the outfield and hitting home runs. He wasn't that Kevin Kiermaier at that time. He wasn't.
0: <sighs> okay. You're right. He's not only one of the best in players here. in baseball, but he, but he was a scrub. No, he was not a scrub, but he was
2: not that guy that you're thinking of. He was not. He just wasn't. He's a very, very good baseball player. Last year, he was not that guy at that time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I think you're wrong. Is what I would say about that. He, I mean, it's, I
2: mean it's pretty he's normal.
0: still one okay. of the. He's been one of their best players for years. Yes, he's been dinged up. I can we. look up his postseason
2: numbers if we want. Cody Bellinger is one of the best Dodger players that we've had for a long time. But guess what? He's not that guy right now. So it's there's it's baseball. You know this, and I know this. Certain times, certain guys are better than other times. It's just okay. how baseball works. Wow, and uh, and, and, that's, and that's, if
0: you look at Kevin Kiermaier in that World Series. 2-for-3, 0-for-4, 0-for-3, 2-for-4, 2-for-3, 1-for-3. Like, I mean, it's not like in that series he I mean, wasn't if, performing.
2: Are we, we going to go through, th- through stats for every single person? Well, but I'm just
0: saying, like, you're making it seem like, yes, he, he was injured or what. Sure. Doesn't mean he's not a great player in a big moment.
2: He was also at Sounds
1: the like line. me and Steve Mason are the only two guys that think that Kenley Jansen is going to remain as the Dodgers' closer because apparently Ireland was saying also, hey, he's done, he's passed his prime, it's over for him. I'm holding. I'm holding out here that uh, that Dave Roberts and the Dodger organization is going to keep throwing him out there until they are absolutely one thousand percent sure that he just cannot do the job. And look, I mean, this this twenty one saves on the season with four blown. Those are the numbers. Guys blow saves. Guys miss game-winning field goals. It happens.
0: Let's do this. We're not going to go to break. We're going to open up the phones at 877-710-ESPN to get people's thoughts on Kenley. Uh, We're going to only literally pause. We're not breaking.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: There you go. Now
1: you know what the hell's going on out there.
0: It's not great, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, it's I mean, let's be real. It it doesn't get any better after the after four o'clock, right? Like just generally, I feel like every time Karen does one of these traffic updates, like, hey, sorry, got bad news for you. If you're on the yeah. 10 or if you're on the 210 or if you you know what I mean, like it's just never really good news.
1: Right. She never really starts off with, hey, really good news. All the roads are clear. Have fun. You're going to be home quickly. No, it doesn't go that way. <laughs> Especially right now, it's, it's only getting worse. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah. watching this pitch again last night, this Jansen pitch. I, I mean, listen. He grooved this ball. And if you were sitting out there in left field last night, you're like, oh, it's coming right at me. It's mine. I got this one. I mean, he just put that thing right down. He's just
0: not a good – he's not that good anymore. Like, that's the reality of it. And this has been coming for years. This is not – this is not, like, new, you know? And this is the one thing that I would say, as smart as Andrew Friedman is, and I think he's the smartest dude in baseball, um, like, I – you know, like, And I get some of it is bad luck with injuries to other people, but like I just think this needed to be addressed sooner than this is my guess.
1: Well, they they clearly didn't do anything to say, hey, look, um, we're done. He's been a great Dodger. He's been here for a really long time. Um, He's been part of now a world championship team. Hey, look, you know what? It's time to upgrade the position because they came right back this year And brought him back and put him right in that position. And again, I just want to remind everybody. Just remember, a week or two ago, what was everybody saying? They were offended that he wasn't in the All-Star game. You know? And, And now, it's two blown saves in a row. One at home, where he's booed walking off the field. And everybody's up in arms. I'm a bit more patient than everybody else. And what I find funny is that in the first half of the season, I was like, well, I don't know, man. Dodgers struggling and no oh they're going to be fine they're going to be they're going to be right there they're still going to win the division and right now what I'm sensing is that when you're down two games to one to San Francisco who's in first place and you've got game four of this series and we talked about it then they've got Colorado and then they've got to go on the road to San Francisco I'm sensing tell me if you guys feel this there's a little bit of nervousness in the Dodger nation right now because San Francisco hasn't come back to earth like many of us would have predicted
0: no. Well, and and honestly, like, I mean, forget about what people predicted. It's just like even the schedule in theory is harder for the Giants and it hasn't affected them. Their bullpen, you would think at some point would be taxed because they've used them a lot. Um, and, you know, some of those guys historically have not been great the longer they go. Uh, it, it is weird it, 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 that they have it, but sometimes this is how it works. It's sometimes it's hashtag. It's just baseball. Greg, what is the stat that you have as far as the Dodgers every time they're like within a game or whatever it is of first place?
2: The last seven times the Dodgers have been had a chance to either tie or take the division lead, they have lost the last seven times.
0: And
1: so there's no nervousness at all. You no. still have 100% confidence they're yes. going to win the division. Correct. And they're going to be back in the World Series. Yes. Okay, I just want to remind you of so, just one thing. Just hear me out. Sure. This is the exact same confidence that you had in the Lakers. Correct.
2: Yeah, A little bit different just because of the sports, but at the same time, the Dodgers have the second best record in baseball. They have Mm -hmm. injuries to Corey Seager. They have injuries to Mookie Betts, who's missed the last five games. Cody Bellinger is not hitting his weight it's there is a lot of problems that are happening on this team. Max Muncie is about to leave to go be with his wife, so there is just a lot that's all happening here, and there is a lot of injuries that have happened. That they are going to be fine within what? Wait, weeks? wait, but
0: I would argue that in basketball, uh, now granted, it it works both ways, right? Um, there is more control uh, because less players have a real impact. You know what I am saying? Like whereas with baseball, you need a lot of guys to have an impact to be able to pull it off and win. Um, And, again, that can be a double-edged sword because, as we saw with LeBron and AD, they weren't necessarily 100%, and that was their downfall. Right. You lost Uh,
2: AD, and then you lost the series. Right.
0: But I also think you need a lot of contributions on a baseball team to be able to get through not only just the 162, But get through a potential postseason run.
2: Of course, absolutely. But like, if if let's say if Mookie Betts isn't playing in the postseason, really not going to have that great of a time. But you're still going to be able to have other guys step up into those situations where maybe it's Chris Taylor or maybe it's you know like uh, McKinstry or whoever it happens to be. There's a possibility that could happen. You lose AD, that's it. You're done. It's over. So it's just sure. different. that's the only thing I think is different between basketball and No, baseball. no,
0: I I agree. It's just what I said. But my point is, I, I think baseball, even regardless, despite the double edged sword in basketball, because there's less players, which means less people have an impact, which means if one of those impact players is out um, that, you you know, you have a big problem on your hands. The problem is with baseball is you need a lot of contributors. And if if a chunk of them are not 100 percent, you know, you mentioned Mookie Betts, right? Like you know now we're in the second half of the season how healthy is he going to be you know is this going to be a recurring thing with him um, not, you know no. Cody Bellinger has not been right for a while now like this is not like anything new Since um, Seeger's
1: been out for a while and he's coming back not, soon and, but let's just also throw in one thing cuz we're we're always blowing this off and I don't mean we I just mean kind of everybody let's not forget that you went out and you signed a frontline starter and you paid this guy an absolute fortune And he brought all of his drama to your championship clubhouse, and now he's sitting on the side because of his off the field activity. That's
0: part of the equation too. That's that's not that it can't be summarily dismissed. Let me go to Ken in Newport. What's up, Ken?
2: Hi guys, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, Um, look, I'm a big statistic guy, but I want to know about current statistics when it comes to pitchers, not what they did a month ago. Last three innings, Kenley has pitched. He's given up five runs. That's a 15 ERA. His last seven games, he has an ERA of six. And that's kind of like putting Cody Bellinger batting 160 in the number one slot. It doesn't make any sense. And this is probably the reason
3: that the Dodgers have a losing record this year against over 500 teams
0: uh yeah it, it it hasn't been great for them. thank you, Ken. I appreciate it like I, I don't look we'll we'll continue this on the other side. I know there's people chiming in that want to want to voice their frustration about the Dodgers because I do think I'm not saying it's time to panic because again it's a long ass season okay in this sport. but there are some troubling signs i'm'm I'm, I don't know if I'm all the way with Kaplan. But I'm definitely not all the way with you, Greg, in the sense of like I, you feel like everything's going to be fine. I mean, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's the sense I get from what you're saying. You have that to fair? put
1: words in his mouth. That's exactly
2: what he said.
0: Precisely. Is that what you said?
2: It's it's
3: close.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I just want to be fair. Um, but we'll we'll let the audience decide. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. We got what you need to know in between, including a Lakers Dodgers combo story for you coming up. In just a moment, stick around, 710 ESPN.